<laughs> Respectfully, no. Normally, my laptop is down, like right in front of me, and I have like gotcha. a like an adjustable desk, and so I put it mm-hmm. up, and so like the room looks different because you're in a different place. <laughs> yeah, the, a perspective shift, <laughs> like a new person. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm. You asked me how I'm doing. I'm doing okay. Um, and, you know, whatever. Hiring people at work and all the same stuff. Still going through all that. Yeah, I hired... So I hired four people, which was, like, lovely. Um, That's amazing, yeah. Yeah, I hired four people, and uh, I really like them. It's just really hard to find... Like, this job is a little strange <laughs> in its, like, availability mm-hmm. and... Um, just like what you need to do the, I don't know, like it's either you're available in the mornings or you're available in the evenings and like lots of people okay. are not available for both. Um, oh, so you have to have both availability. It can't be one or the other. Yeah. Well, I hired a bunch of people that have one or the other, which is the problem. Oh, then okay. you need to hire more people because like they got it. There's like a bunch of dance classes in the morning and then there's a bunch of dance classes in the evening and not really anything in between. And so it's like, got it whatever um and yeah i that's all i'll say on a podcast to not get in <laughs> gotcha. trouble we could say other things at a different time yes, um, we'll chat. i do love again i love my actual job i think it's great yeah um and i'm excited like being a part of a hiring process is neat because like you get to build your team and yeah. i feel like i'm building a more inclusive team which i i love that love. yes it's um, so important yeah, I, you know, it, I'm sure everyone knows, like, people who typically dance ballet yeah. look one particular way. Yes. Um, and not all of our dancers look like that. Um, mm. Like, our dancers are all inclusive. <laughs> um, yes. We take whoever. So I want the teachers to reflect that. So um, we've hired people of color. We have hired people of different genders and that makes me excited so yes that's new i think for this company we will we'll see how we'll see how it is received because i know that this is a particular clientele oh interesting um but i'm excited about it so yes as you should be especially if you have diverse students um, yep. cause I was recently, I, I hope I'm getting her name right. I'm so bad at names, but I was listening to NPR recently and they yeah. were talking to, let me actually Google it. I think her name is Misty Copeland. Oh yeah. Yes. Ballerina. Yes. Um, yep. and it was such an interesting interview. Was it yep. NPR? It was somewhere. I was listening to something on the radio. I'm pretty sure it was NPR yeah. and they were talking to her and it was just so interesting cause she's one of the first like really prominent, um, ballerinas of like of color like on like an an international kind of stage Mm -hmm. um and like that's gotten to perform on like broadway and things like that and she was when she was talking about all the different like struggles that she faced like down to the things like the 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 color of tights that she was wearing and how it was all the ballerinas supposed to wear those like white tights to make like all their legs kind of blend and kind of like look very very uniform but like it's because it is closely matching to their skin tone. Yep. And she was like really fighting, well, wanting to, you know, 
wear tights that were her skin color and how much of a fucking uproar that caused yes. and how ridiculous it was, but how important it was. Like, it's yep. ridiculous that people were so up in arms about it because it is an important thing for her, for representation. And the right. fact that she had to fight about it was just so many different things. Obviously that was just like one part of many, many struggles that she faced, but, um, her having access to people that understood was so important. So for your students, especially being so young to have mm -hmm. that representation in these classes that they're going to, and not only yep. understanding, Hey, I'm not only allowed to be here, I'm supposed to be here. I'm welcome to be here. Yep. Um, and I feel good about going to this place where I feel seen and validated and comfortable. So good yep. for you. I'm so glad there's someone in a hiring position that's able to make that possible for students and make everyone there feel welcome and excited for something they're interested in. That's how I feel. And it's interesting because I feel like people um, talk about hiring and get like annoyed when inclusivity is like a goal but it's mm. also I, I, because it's like well you should just take the best people and I, I get that um, yeah I also feel like at the same time people are overlooked like just by the name on their resume yeah. or um, the voice they hear on the phone or you know whatever so um to me, like, being inclusive wasn't, like, an explicit goal. It wasn't like, I need to hire this number of this kind of person. It was right, just, right. I, I tried to remove as much of, like, my implicit bias as, as possible uh -huh. um, to, to look for the right people. Um, and naturally, the inclusion kind of happens if, if you're doing th that work yourself. I don't know. That's kind of how exactly. I felt. I could be wrong. Um, maybe some companies do need to set an explicit goal because they, they can't do that work themselves. I don't know. Um, exactly. But I've enjoyed doing it. I like, you know, meeting new people and talking to them about, and it's, I don't know, it's a job that like, it's about self-expression and so cool, mm. like be yourself. I don't know. It's neat. So that's a part that I do like and I'm happy about it. So hopefully... I had like four more interviews today, so hopefully we hire more people. Gracious, that's so overwhelming. Well, good for you for like, Thanks. oh, this is so exciting. And also I feel like this is the, I think this is the first time I've seen your new tattoo, like your arm piece, like on Yay! video, I think. And it's so freaking beautiful. I love it so much. It's like, oh, it yes. feels like armor. I like love it. Ooh, yes, it definitely does have that aesthetic. Yeah, mm, I love like it so delicate much. delicate armor, though. Mm. And now I'm, like, I can have them out a little bit because the weather's getting warmer, so I can, like, yes. actually show my tattoos. And is your leg piece done? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I love her. She's great. <laughs> She's so big. It's, like, it's huge. But, yes, I love her you very much. You are walking art. I love it. It's so fun. I like got to go to the gym today in shorts for the first time because it was like 80 degrees today. And I was like, yes. yes, yes. Well, one of the things I'm excited about coming up um, is I'm going to Bali next month. Oh, my gosh. I forgot for the wedding. 
I know, I know, I know. I keep forgetting, and like it's like a month away. And so yesterday, actually, I had to pick some stuff up at um, Marshalls anyway. So I was like in the dress section, yeah. And I found this like really, really beautiful, flowy, floral dress, and I'm like, oh, that would be perfect for like wearing to like you know watch the ceremony and everything. So amazing! Um, I was really, really, really excited, and it was on sale. It was thirty two dollars. Let me tell everyone amazing right here, right now. Some commotion for the dress. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about that because we actually just booked our spa package for the day before the <gasps> wedding. All the girls are gonna go get massages. Yes. Oh, I um, love it. You're gonna have the best time. I'm so excited for I you. I still can't believe I'm going. <laughs> like every time it's I think be about so it, good. Like, oh my god, I actually booked that. Like I booked it, and I'm just doing it. I'm just going. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> okay, talk to me. Okay, so before we even like get started into what the topic is, just to give you a quick kind of overview, yep. Um, I honestly can't tell you what triggered all this, other mm. than I think it's been laying very dormant. Like all these feelings I'm about to describe have been laying very dormant for quite some time, and I've been doing a really, really, really good job of ignoring them okay Um, and not even ignoring like I know kind of knew that they were there but just pushing through just pushing through it's fine it's fine yep so a few weeks ago I I I I don't like it's like a floodgate opened within me it was just all these thoughts and feelings of what the fuck am I doing here Mm -hmm. like here Mm -hmm in California like here like it was just a what is my per and then and then it kind of expanded into like Mm -hmm. not only what is my purpose here in California like what is my purpose here on this on the planet planet. what am I on planet earth um (laughs) what have I been what have I been doing what is what is my point like it got very existential it got very yeah it, it just spirals very, so very fast. Open. Yeah. Exactly. It's And it spiraled so fast because it was all just brewing within me. Yeah. And I had been ignoring it for a very long time. Um, Have you been in California basically for a year now? 11 months. 11 months actually just a few days ago. So I, I, okay. my lease started yep. May 9th. Yeah, so I, I don't even like. I'm. I'm actually. I'm glad we're recording this right now. I feel a little bad that I feel so all over the place, but also grateful that we're doing it like this because yeah. I'm in the middle of processing, and like this is what this is all about, right? Like yep. working, working through this stuff. Um, so yeah, I just I I kind of had this breakdown moment where it was like, okay, you wanted to come to California so long. You wanted to be here for such a long amount of time, years, you've wanted to do this and you're here and you're working this job that you can barely afford to pay groceries or put gas in your car. You're not going out and like doing anything. You're not meeting people. You're not, you, you had this whole idea that you wanted to do Reiki and you wanted to write and you wanted to do poetry and you wanted to blog and you, but like, you're not doing any of that. You're going to work. You're, hey, you're actually doing the same shit you were doing in Philly, but you're, mm. like, now struggling to, like, survive. Like, and it was, it was just this moment of, like, and, like, it was just panic. It was just, what am yeah. I doing? What did I do? Mm-hmm. How did I get here? Why did I yep. do this? Um, 
And so that was a lot to like process that it hit me the way that it did. Um, and then it really, I had to like really, really, really sit with myself and I'm obviously still in that process, but yeah, sitting with myself and having to just take the pause and just be like, okay, well, we are here. Mm-hmm. So let's breathe through it. Let's breathe through this and let's process this now. Cause it got to the point where it boiled over and you have to deal with it. So we're going to deal with it. And in that dealing with it, so much started coming to light and making sense yeah. to this quote unquote, how did I get here? Um, that I, I really need to sit with and I really need to re- allow myself to recognize because there's yeah. a lot of patterning that I'm recognizing that I live through over and over again. And until I can truly recognize and like accept the patterning, like, okay, these are things that happen. These are things that I do over and over for whatever the reasons are, whether I feel like it's self-preservation or if I feel like this mm-hmm. is all I'm quote unquote capable of or worthy of. These are things that I've th- that I've thought. These are things that I've done and I need to be okay with that. So if I want to change them, I can then change them because I'm changing them with this understanding of how I normally work and how I normally react. Wow. Mm-hmm. I can't do it different unless I accept and understand why it's happened in the past. Yep. So <laughs> this whole breakdown kind of led to a lot of light shining through that's I'm definitely still in the process I'm there's like there's still a lot yep. that I'm working through of course um, we all are so um with all with that little background uh information I when you had texted me when we were chalk, talking about like what this episode would be about and kind of this idea of paradigm shifting yep. and this idea of you know things that you've been taught or that you've believed that that you've believed for a while that you could have just stayed on one track but something in life happened where you had to make the decision whether you're going to stay on that track forever or if you can course correct or maybe not even course correct just change if that's you know what you yep. wanted to do mm-hmm. um and I, I don't have a term for what I'm going through right now other than this like very very big shift in moving from Moving from the understanding that my past understanding of external things bring joy, peace, happiness, mm-hmm. happiness, fulfillment mm-hmm. to the the true understanding that nothing will make you happy, joyful, peaceful if you are not internally aligned and feeling good and at peace. It is like this shift from external to internal. So actually, when I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll probably cry because I I yeah the exact words that I have on my piece of paper in front of me are I wrote external at least 3 times and I can't wait to tell you what I did to come to my conclusion about mm. your inner self and the whole point of all of this but it's identical it is identical and I That's find so that weird. It's we did not speak about this other than, hey, let's talk about, you know, essentially like deconstruction, but not just religion. Like, what are we like breaking down uh, like the things that we've thought and yeah, but but maybe still don't do 
it's like we're breaking down all these ideas, you know, whatever. A, a simple example that we've talked about before is like body image. And when we look at other people, we're like, yeah, go you. You look amazing. But you, when you yes. look at yourself, it's like, okay, what the fuck? I still hate myself. What is my problem? Like, you yes. can't. Every single body is beautiful except, except for mine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like this idea that we've basically like come to a crossroads in a, in a paradigm shift. Uh, that's a great word for it where we have to decide like, okay, am I going to think the way I've always thought about this? Because it's generally the way lots of people think and the people around me have thought. And that's where I've gathered this information yeah. from. And I can keep thinking th that way. So like using the simple example of body image, I can keep going mm -hmm. down like the cultural path of, pursuing a stereotypical body type and way that I look and my the way I do my makeup or dress or whatever it is. Um, and that's easy because you will be generally accepted by lots of people. And right. that I'm not saying that that work is easy. You know what I mean? It's, it's a simpler way to think because everyone around you generally thinks that way. Or you can choose to break it down and start over basically of mm. like okay now what do i think about body image like if i don't think yeah. that then what do i think and you're you're yeah. kind of the definition of deconstruction is taking it all apart and so when you do that it's really scary cuz you're left with like i don't think anything now i have no opinions Ooh. Ooh, like Miranda <laughs> yeah it hurts it hurts me so bad <laughs> when you like recognize you've been living like that for so many like facets my of your whole life, life. Like, so many <laughs> my whole life I don't actually think anything like right and it makes ah, me I get fuck. I get like so emotional because I'm like this whole time I thought I was not that I'm not but like I thought I was smart and then I look around and I'm like I've never thought anything original in my whole life like, Fuck, yeah. I've never come up with anything by myself, and I've never, like, do I have critical thinking skills? Like, do I even, <laughs> do I know how to, like, work through anything? Like, can I, it, it is, it's existential. It's existential, and you look around, and you're like, okay, if I break down all of it, I have nothing. And it's really yeah. terrifying to do it kind of all at once, and yeah. it, that typically happens with it, people... I think in religion because they end up with like one big kind of catastrophic breakdown. Um, yes. And so it's like, Oh shit, I have nothing. And like, where do I go from here? Yeah. And that can be really terrifying, but we're going to talk about things that aren't necessarily religious. Like right. I, I think that some of these things might be rooted in that in me somewhere. Um, yeah. but the, the, we're not specifically talking about deconstructing religion, but just these paradigm shifts that you have to decide apparently as like whole ass 30 something year olds like what yeah as grown ass adult people. what you're gonna think and do and how you live your life it's like your whole worldview and yeah um i'm excited to hear about what you have to say i don't know if you have like specific topics we truly haven't talked about this at all um <laughs> like i have i broke mine down into like three categories okay and it all ends up at the same conclusion <laughs> 
So (laughs) I don't know if you want to like talk about kind of what you've been through this last like couple of weeks and then we can just kind of flow from there. Yeah, I'll just quickly, we'll kind of quickly go over, I'll go over my life really quick. um, And then I'd love to flow into your conversation because like I honestly, when I was quote unquote preparing for this I was literally just like me and Rander is gonna have to fucking talk because I I cannot just I I can't I can't prepare this we're just gonna have to converse so the biggest thing that the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about and that I'm working through right now is and I've, I've talked about this before but I never really recognized recently how much I haven't let these ideas go that I have forever I'm recognizing been striving for external validation to prove my worth as a human being like and and it's and it's been through everything like I've looking back and you know when I was in therapy and just just looking at my timeline of life like at any point in my life I can look and recognize my level of unhappiness at that time period and just unhappiness in everything because I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't feel like I was doing what I was quote unquote supposed to do. I wasn't, I wasn't making the kind of money I should be making. I wasn't a successful person, whatever. And I had a very nebulous idea of what the successful version of me was that I kept trying to strive for. I'm trying and trying to strive for this idea that I really, really didn't have a very thorough picture of what that looked like. And it was just that my, the way that I functioned, like the way I was getting through my day to day, now that I'm looking back, I recognize this. I obviously did not know this at the time, but the way I was getting through my day to day was the next thing will make me happy. The next thing. Yep. So mm-hmm. when I was <laughs> if I laughed, hotel- <laughs> it's because I've written it down already. <laughs> so you just keep going because yep, uh-huh. keep going. So the when I was working at the hotel, well, when I get to a new job, I'll be happy. And then I got to my my job at the property management company, and I was broke. Okay. Well, when I get a promotion, promotion. I make more money, then I'll be happy. Yep. And then I got a promotion and I made more money, but like it, I could be more. So when I get the next job, I'll be happy. Yep. And when I, when I, well, well, maybe the next one. Um, and then when I become a property manager, well, then I'll be happy. Well, then when I get a car, then I'll be happy. When I, and it was just this line after line of, well, when, 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 when I get, and I kept, then I achieve the thing and I'm happy for a little bit. And, then it fades out because I'm, well, I got this yep. and there's nothing left. So I have to strive for a new thing. And I actually just talked, I had a breakdown when I was talking to Deja a few, uh, like two or so weeks ago. I just started sobbing. Shout out to Deja. Because, yes, hello again, Deja, the, the unofficial star of our podcast. She's our mascot. Um, <laughs> yeah, it should be her picture on the, the yes, uh, that's album that's exactly cover. right. <laughs> um, but... So California, I'm recognizing now, was like, was kind of my last thing. It was, yep. 
I never, th I never genuinely thought I would make it to California, but California was this beautiful, bright, shiny object that yep. I could kind of a thing pin to look forward to. Dreams. Yep, exactly, exactly. I can pin all my hopes and dreams on that and say, yep. well, when I'm in California, then I'll be happy. That that's that's when I'll know myself better. That's oh. when I'll be more confident. That's when uh -huh. I'll, be ha I'll 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 uh -huh. do all the things that I meant to do in life. That's that's when when I can get there. That's when I'll do it. Never thinking I'm actually going to make it to California. Genuinely, again, I had this yep. like really beautiful when I do, but never thought I would. And then I just did it right. I just I had I had some kind of moment where the universe aligned and was like, yep. "All right, you think that's it, or you think that's the last thing? All right, well, I'm going to put you there so you can start doing the actual work you're supposed to be doing." So I get to California. <laughs> like, yeah, you keep waiting. Let me just make this happen so we can get a move on. Um, so I finally get to California. Mm -hmm. And I'm here now. And now Doesn't I have no suck? other thing. <laughs> right? Yep. I, have, I have no other thing because I've pinned all of these, like, again, nebulous hopes and dreams of happiness yep. on being in California and I'm just at this moment right now where I'm like uh -huh. no matter what external thing you think you want you don't you are running from trying to figure out who you are by waiting uh -huh. for these external things uh -huh. you have no more external things you don't want to go to the moon like that's a, at no. this point as far as we can go to yep <laughs> like, no you don't want to be an astronaut you don't want to <laughs> I don't want to at all and yeah no. and now just oh sitting and recognizing that yes okay all right, you're unhappy because you're not fucking in tune with yourself. And you, you, Correct. You are afraid to know your... Well, what is it? And now, what is it that I'm afraid of? Am I afraid to know myself? Am I, am I afraid to self-express? What is it? And working through that. So that's where I am. Ashley, <laughs> Ashley, Ashley, this is so important. This feels like a big moment in my life. Okay. Right? I'm glad oh, we're sharing God. this. Yes. So when I was brainstorming about all these different pockets of things that I feel like I uh, say I no longer believe, but like don't actually practice it in myself. Like this is when I tell you that I think it's going to like change my life when I wake up tomorrow morning. Like I think I'm going to live my life differently and I'm not joking. I was coming up with all these pockets of things, right? Like I was like, mm -hmm. okay. I could talk about, like, purity culture and how that has, like, residual effects on me. Mm -hmm. I, like, okay, fine. Body image stuff, okay. Um, and then I got to, like, hustle culture, which is, like, a little bit what you're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, hustle culture is, like, a good one because I moved out to Kentucky to, like, deny hustle culture. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it anymore. Like, so I made, like, some steps, but yeah. I'm still here being like, okay, well, I don't make enough money and yeah. I like don't have anything impressive to say to anyone about like what I do here. Um, so like, it, okay. So I don't really believe that for myself. If someone else is like out there picking flowers all day, I'm like, you amazing. I love that for you. Like, I love that you're spending your life that way. Like whatever. And I'm over here like, why can't I go like, buy ice cream like because I don't have money yeah. like yeah <laughs> whatever yes. 
So I don't actually like put it into practice thinking like, okay, well, if I deny hustle culture, I'm also denying myself the ability to buy whatever I want. Because actually buying the stuff shouldn't matter if I actually think that. Okay. So that was like one whole, I had a whole breakdown about materialism and all of that. Because what I have, what I can provide is not very impressive. Like I don't, I'm like, okay, I work like a part-time job and uh, there's like some cute kids that dance, but like I don't, I am an hourly employee. Like, yeah. (laughs) um, yeah, yeah. so there was like that whole breakdown. And then I noticed myself like still sometimes trying to look for external signs that I'm doing the right thing. Like I did with God. Um, now I do believe the universe does provide people with signs. So I don't want to deny that. However, there are times where I so much don't trust myself that I'm looking around like, okay, somebody tell me what to do. Miranda, it's like, so right now I feel this so much. If I look at the clock and it's like, 334 I'm like I missed 333 so I must not be doing something right yep that's it (laughs) that's the one where I'm like okay like because I used to like ask God where I'm like hey Mm -hmm. if I'm doing the right thing uh make this song come on the radio like whatever the thing was yes yes and it wouldn't happen Mm -hmm. and now I'm like well, shit, like, what am I doing wrong? And I still find myself looking around like, okay, like, m- maybe there's some sort of sign for me yeah. to look for instead of just trusting myself and my intuition and because I don't believe in myself enough to know that I'm doing the right thing. <sighs> and then I had a whole breakdown about people-pleasing And that was a whole other topic because I was like, okay, why do I, okay, here's my dumb story from yesterday. This is, this is what sent me into a complete spiral about how all of these things are connected. Michael and I took Reptar in the car (laughs) to go get ice cream yesterday. It was a beautiful day. We got him in the car. We're going to take him on a car ride. We're going to get ice cream. We're going to drive home. That was the whole adventure. So we go. There's, like, a public lot that we parked in. It was a two-minute walk to get to the ice cream shop. We got our ice cream. We walked back. Cool. Total of maybe seven minutes between point A, point B, and back. Okay. When we returned to the car, what I can only describe as a group of four white women were standing around our car calling the police because Reptar was in the car. Oh. Oh, my God. And I could not contain my need to make sure they knew they were wrong. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. But we just left. They didn't say anything to us. We got to the car. Michael does not care even a little bit about other people. He is unbothered. And so he just said, excuse me, got in the car, and we drove away. That was it. They didn't, they didn't speak to us. They probably felt a little silly. That's fine. Um, as we're leaving the parking lot, we see a police car pull in the lot behind us, but we were already gone. It had been literally seven minutes. Um, and we're driving home and I was like, I can't stop being upset. 
And he was like, this is a non-incident. Like literally nothing happened. And I said, but they think I'm a bad person. And he's like, what do you care? Like, you will more than likely never see them again. And so I had this whole whatever issue. And I was trying to internally figure out why are my emotions so unbelievably high about these people? And like, when I broke it down, it was because I wanted them to think I was a good person. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't know. Uh, These women I don't know and who were clearly also in everyone else's business. (laughs) And... So today, I'm looking at my piece of paper with all of my different topics written on it, and I'm trying to break them down. And so I said, I don't really get, like, what thread I could pull from mm-hmm, from this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not really seeing... I like the topics on their own, yeah. but, like, what is the... Th- so I picked up my phone and Googled, why am I a people pleaser? That's what I Googled. <laughs> okay, okay. I started... I was like, let me start there, because... Thinking about that situation from yesterday still makes me upset. Like, thinking about mm-hmm. it now, I'm like, oh, my God. Um, so I Googled it, and the first article, it cut right to the chase in big, bold letters right at the top. It just says, low self-esteem. When I tell you, I then looked at all of my other topics, and I said, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I just hate myself. Ooh. I need to people please because I don't like myself enough so someone else has to tell me that I'm good. I need to look for other external signs because I don't trust myself that I could be right about anything. And I have to hustle because I need to prove my worth in some type of way because I don't think that I'm valuable enough on my own. And when it all comes down to it, I just have no self-esteem. Damn. And I was like... Well, um, and then when you were talking about putting basically you're you're putting all of your hopes and dreams into like I'll go to California or whatever, yeah. it's essentially saying like okay because you said like oh I I never thought I would actually make it there so it's like mm-hmm. you can basically pin your 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 failure like you're like well I never made it to California so like no wonder. On something no external wonder. rather than myself. So I don't have to look or sit with myself. Yes, Miranda. And I'm like, yes. oh my God. And it's so wild because even even sitting here talking to you about it right now, like we, in just in Instagram culture and the, the, the culture that we mm-hmm. live in right now, I feel like we talk about self-esteem and loving yourself so much. And we kind of throw that yep. around as, yep. well, of course, yeah, you should love yourself. You should have high self-esteem. Doo-doo-doo. But when you really sit, when you really sit and like hear these words and actually apply them to yourself and to like yep. your own timeline, your own yep. life, it hits so different yes it is such I think when we we talk about it I think because we talk about it so frequently yeah the meaning gets lost I agree but dang because to everything you said absolutely like absolutely absolutely like those feelings are so real but it's so easy to mask them and to 
to just be able to push them aside be like, well, I have to achieve these things to feel good. I need to, of course I want to, I, of course I want to do this to prove myself because like, right. that's how you, that's how you prove yourself uh, as if you're successful or lovable or beautiful, right. you have to make that much money or you have to have that kind of title or you need to look this way or be with this person or have traveled to these many places or whatever, whatever the criteria or criterias are to you. Yep. It's like, that's what I have to do. And when you sit with it, it's like, why? Why do you have to do that? Yes. Because you think you have to, so you don't actually sit and think about what it is that you want. Because what you want, the collective you, whatever, whoever's listening, whatever you specifically want may not be what is societally accepted as something that is worthy right. of wanting. Yep. yep. And if you don't want something worthy yep. of wanting, then quote unquote, what's the point? Right. Yep. I, when I looked at my paper and I was like, I, I need to figure out like why I like myself. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like so silly because you're right. We talk about it all the time now. So much so that I don't know if anyone means it really like yeah, like genuinely, like genuinely. And like, I don't think anyone's being manipulative or nope. wrong or whatever. It's just, it's so, because, because we're so brainwashed and I, I don't want to try to sound silly by saying this, but like, because we're so brainwashed by like this capitalistic society that we're in, where like certain things take precedence, like again, success, money, achievements, whatever, we're just so... Uh, what's the word? Not brainwashed. I, I don't like that word. But um, we're so conditioned. Conditioned. Thank you. <laughs> we're we're so yep. conditioned to strive for those things. We don't even notice that we're striving for them for external reasons, and we think we want it because we want it. We mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> we do. what yeah, maybe some right. people do, and that's fine. That's great. But like, do you? Do right. you? Do you want that? Really, if the conditions of society were not set, if you just woke up one day or if you were an alien just like dropped off on this planet, Mm -hmm. do you actually, would you want that? Yep. I'm going to say for the most part, probably no, but. And that's crazy because Mm -hmm. I look around even at like, whatever, if I'm talking about like hustle culture, I'm looking around at like my stuff. I don't even know if I want most of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really thinking about it because I've been upset that I don't have, like, I acquired also, like, you had you had shared, like, I also acquired a lot of debt when I, like, started mm-hmm. my life over. And yeah. when I started my life over, I didn't take anything with me. I didn't take mm-hmm. any money from a joint account. Like, I, <laughs> I started over from the first paycheck I received when I opened my own bank account and I acquired a lot of debt to like get my own apartment and you know yeah start my life over and so I'm still paying that off and so I have no money ever all of my money goes to paying that off and then Bills, you know right yeah that's it and I've been upset that I like can't buy anything sorry if you hear my dog barking um <laughs> I have been upset that I can't buy anything for myself. Like, I, yeah. I'm like, man, like, I can't have anything nice. Like, I, and then right. I thought about it, and I was like, 
why do I want it? <laughs> do I want anything nice? Like, I completely understand because I, the same thing, like I recognize now that, now that I'm here and now, cause I went from a, when I was in Philly, I was making, I, I did, I need it for no money. I, when I was in yep. Philly, I was perfectly fine. I was shopping all the time and I was buying a lot of crap I did not need because yep. I was so miserable at my job and yeah. buying things, buying things justified me being sad at my job. Well, I'm sad and I'm depressed all the time because I hate this job and I hate what it's doing to me. But like I can get clothing delivery every I was like doing those things where you rent like I did rent the runway and, yep. and I got um, I did that those monthly makeup delivery things. And I, yep. you know, I bought all these things that I really didn't. I don't wear makeup, <laughs> but I was still getting a monthly makeup yep. service. Um, and it was just because I could because I because I could and it justified me going to this place that I didn't want to go to. Yep. It's a fill-in for me. Like, it, it exactly. is... It is a replacement for, um, like, honestly, it's just, a, it's a value I'm putting instead of on myself. I'm like, okay, well, yes. I'm worth this many dollars worth of things. Yes, of, of happy. Mm-hmm. Like, look at my happy things that I put in the house that you can see. Look what I contributed. Like... Oh, I, it's like a, oh my God, this is like a whole thing. It's, it's a collection of, of my worth. Yes. Oh, a collection of my worth. That's what it is. It's like, oh, look at that picture frame. Like I contributed $15 of my worth here and here's uh, another, whatever. Here's two hours of my time. That's on the wall in this piece of art that I bought. Like that's what it is. It's, and I'm not saying that some of those things don't make me unbelievably happy when I look at them. Like, I, I'm not saying that. I don't want to take away from, like, you know, the, the photos that I hung of, like, my elopement on the right. wall. Right, I just like, things that make you, like, I love this blanket on my bed. This blanket right. makes me happy because it's comfortable and beautiful and I'm happy about it. Correct. But what they do is they are just distractions from doing what it really is that would genuinely make you happy. <laughs> Correct. Because all I'm doing is distracting from the fact that, like, I can't live a quiet life because I don't want to be around myself. Like, mm. I have such a hard time. Like, the whole goal of me moving here was to slow down. Like, that was, yeah. like, the whole point was, like, slow down, your expenses will be less, you can have a simpler yeah. job, and then I find myself sitting and being like, this is not a valuable use of my time. Mm. And I'm like, okay, why do I feel that way? And the reason is, I am not feeling valuable. Because yeah. I don't understand my value, because I don't like myself. Like... Yeah. Or, or I don't know myself. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's, I don't like myself because we haven't allowed ourselves to recognize that all of these things, all these external things are distractions from self. And like right mm. now, there's, I, right now sitting here in this chair talking to you, I genuinely feel like this, oh, my own shift is happening like during this conversation yep. because there is there is a sadness and I know that there is still grieving that I need to go through from like just coming to this 
realization mm-hmm. and recognizing there has just been so long in my life that I yep. have not liked myself. But there's also this feeling that I have of excitement because I've recognized that and it's because I've never ever truly given myself the opportunity to know myself devoid of wanting to be impressive to someone or striving towards something Um, that I think someone else will be impressed with and like I see that now I like I genuinely see it and like not to say that tomorrow I'm going to be this like brand new 100% new yep. person that like lives like the truth of in my soul um, I, <laughs> because even though I would love that um yeah I still live in a human reality where yep. I've lived one way for a very very long time um but just keeping that in mind when I see some kind of possibly destructive patterning coming up and just the way that I choose to spend my time well it's crazy because like the reason that I've gotten away from writing is because of that exact thing i'm like well like i don't have any more like interesting things to say to someone because hold on i think i think i'm having a breakthrough because we don't like or know or trust ourselves enough to like our own creation that if we are not externally validated that is going to prove the point to our to ourselves that we are not good yep mm-hmm i'm having a moment give me a second yeah, that's all right that's okay okay sit with that uh-huh so what you're saying is <laughs> what you're saying is the reason that we don't want to write Mm-hmm. is because we don't trust ourselves enough that if we write mm-hmm. something, we we won't like it enough, just ourselves alone. So we can't just write for mm-hmm. us because, like... Exactly. We we can't because we don't, we don't either like because or know or trust ourselves enough. we're writing for an audience. That's we're right. writing for an yep. audience, even though yep. we'll tell mm-hmm. ourselves, I'm writing for myself because I want to sh- I want to talk about my experience. Yep. This is my experience. Uh-huh. I really, when I'm writing, I want you to validate my experience. I want you to okay. validate my creativity. And if you're yep. not validating my creativity, mm-hmm. then I know I'm not good and creative. I'm not going to do it. Oh, it conf- it's like um, it's a confirmation loop of like, mm-hmm. oh, then I, if I get no feedback, like then I'm bad. Yes. If I don't get positive feedback, like the the lack of like, positive feedback confirms that I am bad at this. Your enjoyment of my, what I think I'm trying to get to is your enjoyment of my creativity is more important than my enjoyment of my creativity. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh huh. Yeah. That is the name of the title. <laughs> the name of the episode is Oh God Damn It. <laughs> I'm having a breakdown because yeah. I've been trying to figure out why, in actual, I don't know, like two years, I have not written like anything. And yeah. every time I go to Fuck. do it, I'm like, ew. Don't make me. I don't want to. Yes. 
Like mm-hmm. I get, I won't even listen to other poets anymore because I get mm. upset. I'm like, stop it. You're better than me. Yeah. Get off my screen. Yeah. Yes. 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 I see it. I get it. You're better than me. You're doing more than me. Okay. Yes. Thanks. And I've like lost it. And what you're saying is because yeah. I care more about other people enjoying my creative process than myself enjoying my creative process. Absolutely. Yes. And I literally just came to that myself. So yeah. Yeah. Welcome to that fucking. And it's so funny because there's this, I follow one poet Mm -hmm. on Instagram and she's not like, she's kind of, she kind of has a following, but not a big following. And I love her poetry. And I really think the only reason I follow her still is because Mm -hmm. she's not like super famous. When she blows up, I know I'm going to be triggered and we'll have to unfollow her because it will, it, mm-hmm. and like, and because that's the thing, because I'm like, you're getting the external validation that I want oh, from God. others. Oh, Miranda, fuck. We and are. we're over here on a normal day. This is a whole other like pocket of this issue being like, you don't need to compare yourself to other people. Yes. You know, why would you do that? You're... Uh, please you're fine on your own like you don't need to compare yourself to anybody you live your own life your truth and we're over here like but i'm not good enough (laughs) right every again everyone else is good enough not me and it's interesting oh Oh, fuck miranda (laughs) (laughs) because like is it like is it that we feel like we almost need to validate oh hold on do we need to like validate that to others so we can validate that to ourselves like yes absolutely yeah Mm. yeah like because if if we don't say it out loud to somebody (gasps) then yes it's it's not true for anybody so i have to say it to someone yeah. And mm. I, I can't think it about myself yet, so I'm going to say it to you. Really? Yeah. What do I what do I know about myself because what we're talking about is if I'm deconstructing all of it, I'm not anything. But if you're deconstructing to like a nothingness, and like I guess this is where it kind of comes full circle for us is like you can literally then do whatever you want to do. Like, that whatever, so like, if, yeah, like, if if you, like, right now, like, kind of knowing all this, like, if you think about writing, like, like, if you sit quietly and you kind of, like, you know, obviously right now, like, energy is, like, really high because we're having this conversation and everything's, like, clicking. But, like, if you're able to, like, you know, later sit, get yourself quiet, kind of get yourself yeah. to, like, a more stabilized place. And, like, if you think about writing... Does that, does like, does that initial thought have like this like really beautiful feeling in your body or not so Mm. much? And if it's not so much, then maybe that's just not your thing. Is it, you know, cooking, dancing, like just kind of like think about these things. Is this something I truly want to do? And also recognize that you can just do without an end goal. I feel like I think about this with artists a lot. Um, Mm. Art is such a beautiful form of expression. 
Yeah. But when artists start to get famous, like whether it's like a painter, whether it is a songwriter, a singer, an actor, whatever it is, like whatever form your art, a writer, obviously, like whatever your form of art is, whenever you're expressing yourself, like when you're in that beautiful flow state because you truly love what you're doing, right? People tend to get famous that way they get they get yeah even if it's not famous you get to be successful because you're following those intuitive pings you're following those things that truly bring you joy then if you are one of those people that start to become successful then you're becoming successful because of something you've produced and at Mm -hmm. that point your mind is trying to well that worked so I want to try to recreate that And so you start to see different kinds of artists as they become more and more successful, they start to lose the joy of what they're doing because they're no longer producing from that flow state. They're producing from, well, this is what everyone else liked. And it's so like, it's not just a you and me thing. (laughs) It is not like, I I think think it's an everyone thing for every part of your life. Exactly. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Eckhart Tolle recently. (gasps) That's yep. been mm-hmm. a thing I've been doing. Um, and so I had gotten The Power of Now on audiobook. I had read it once before um, when okay. I actually first moved to California. Me and my roommate every night actually would read a little bit from the book um, before bed. It was oh, a very I sweet that. thing that we did. It was lovely. Um, it's interesting now, a year later, now that I've been doing some more internal work, um, how it just hits different. It just sounds different. Yep. I'm taking mm-hmm. new messaging from it that I hadn't, t- hadn't taken the first time. Um, and so, so the power of now you have to read if you haven't read yet, it is okay. a really, really, really beautiful reflection on who we are. And now that I'm having this conversation with you, I'm, mm-hmm. it's hitting even more different. <laughs> yep. Um, but basically like who we are at essence is just, source energy like we are all like the energy that creates every single human being is the same like there's no different there's no different composition from one person to the other um Eckhart basically talks about and honestly all ascended masters talk about the fact that we are God right that is literally I've been like really into Jesus recently which is really interesting um Mm. so Jesus was another ascended master. And it's really interesting because when you actually read, read the teachings that Jesus was teaching at the time that Jesus was around, not the biblical teaching, like the actual teachings of Jesus, he was trying in, in the language that they had at the time, he was trying to explain how he is God because everyone is God. Like, he as a human being is God because God's source is within every single person. But because of translations and because of religious organizations wanting to gain power, they utilize that in like, God is this external entity that is beyond you. There is a person beyond you. It's a method of control to, to organize it that way. Exactly. There's this person beyond you that is more powerful that you need to be subservient Mm. to because Mm -hmm. if you make this... Because if you make this other person happy, then you are good and get to go to heaven. And hence, which is interesting. Based the beginning on the of all my problems. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and so, but like literally what his teachings were, and I kind of transitioned from Eckhart to Jesus because Eckhart talks a lot about Jesus as well and other mm. Ascended Masters. Mm -hmm. But basically Jesus was trying, he was trying to get people to understand that heaven, like the song, is earth. Like heaven is earth, but your idea of the way that you get to heaven is by living your truth, your, what, whoever, listening to yourself and not yeah. right allowing external. Uh, right. Because if there's good in all of us, then being aligned with that would never be a bad thing. Exactly. And that's like exactly. the, literally the opposite of what you're taught when mm -hmm. you exactly. grow up reading the Bible. It's like everyone's inherently bad and you need this external exactly. thing, which is wild. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing like exactly. a good self-esteem boost, like you're inherently <laughs> sinful, but. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're literally born evil and you have to perform in such a way as so you can live a happy life when you die. Yeah, only when you die, though. Only when you die. Because everything else is suffering. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's crazy when you think about it. Mm -hmm. When, like, you really think about it, I think. Yeah. Ultimately, I need to believe that there is good in everyone. Yeah. I like that is what is hopeful to me. Um, mm -hmm. I, I no longer want my hope because like people people ask me sometimes because um, like I've left a large organized religion. Like, yeah. well, then, like, what do you what do you hope for? Like, what is your hope in? Because that was always. The end game, right, mm. is, like, when you die, yeah. like, at least I know where I'm going type type thing. Like, that's your... Yeah, yes. Like, what are you living for, then? And it's, like, myself. Yeah. Yeah, and yes, because, like, I guess uh, in in response to that kind of question, it's, like, it's kind of... I, I, equate, I equate the idea of living for heaven after life to, like, the idea of living for retirement. Mm-hmm. There's... Uh, and, like... <laughs> why are you living now mm -hmm. for retirement over there? Mm-hmm. How does that make sense? Mm -hmm. How... And I think that's another reason why we... We don't... We don't give ourselves the opportunity to really know ourselves... Because in order to know yourself, you have to be in touch with yourself now. Oh, wow. And if you're... Okay, yeah, if you, keep talking. If you're constantly working towards this future version of either yourself or this future timeline when you're no longer on heaven, but you're... Or no, you're no longer on physical earth, but you're in religion heaven. When do you stop to get to know yourself now? Because your now self doesn't matter because what you're really working to do is mold yourself into the person oh. that's going to fit into the box over there. My God. Okay. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> right? Actually, these are um, so good. Cause, okay. Yeah, because yep. I'm even thinking about it right now with this whole move to California. And I had... I had so pictured this version of myself that lived in California 
it was almost as if I imagined that when I arrived in California, mm-hmm. I would have more confidence and I would know oh. myself more and I would, I would have all these things. But in reality, I'd need to recognize back then that I didn't already have those things and take do the work to be more confident and to know Mm -hmm. myself more and to X, Y, and Z. And so there's always this, well, when I get there, I'll have this, but it's like, you can't go over there and have this if you're not here and do that. And doing that now. Yep. Because I think we all do that. Cause like now I'm thinking about it. Like, okay. You know, once, (laughs) once I'm in, uh, this relationship that I want, once yeah. I, you know, move out of a place that's so expensive, once I, whatever, yeah. pick a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it technically solves an immediate problem, like whatever yeah. very immediate problem that, that we have, but it doesn't solve any of these problems. And I'm pointing to yeah. myself like people can see me. Uh, <laughs> Miranda's pointing to her heart, everybody. Like, I will it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't solve any of these inside problems. Because fuck man. Yeah, like there's it's all over the board. Like there's not there's I think the thing is there's not one external thing that leads to joy. It is always uh-huh. an internal thing. There it is, is not always one internal. external thing that leads to joy. We can have joy at any stage in our lives mm-hmm. once we really understand that it is not going to come from another person. It is not going to come from a situation. It is not going to come from a place. Yeah. It genuinely is only going to come from, do I resonate with this? Does this, does this make my heart sing? Mm-hmm. No? All right. Well, that's not going to bring me joy. Does this make my heart sing? Yes. Is everyone else on board with that? No. Okay, well, it still makes my heart sing. So if I allow myself to focus on that, then I can have that internal peace or whatever it is. And it's not just one thing. I think it's us. Like, I don't think there's one thing. Like, if you don't find your one thing, I think there's so many things that that we naturally gravitate towards that bring happiness that it doesn't have to bring happiness is such a broad word interest is it something are you said something you're interested in is it it's a positive ex- energy like it was like yes the way that i was talking about like tracking my moods like is it yeah is it up positive is it up positive and this gives like a whole new people always said this to me and i was like yeah and i didn't really know what it meant like this is the definition of like protecting your energy like mm, yes this is what i think people mean when they, they're like you got to protect your energy protect your peace protect your energy and i'm like okay like that yeah. sounds good but i didn't really yeah. know what it meant and really what it means is like actually i'm i'm not receiving that that feedback because this makes me relaxed this makes me feel yeah excited this makes me feel joyful whatever it is like if someone has something to say about my tattoos or whatever like actually i'm not receiving that because i'm protecting this positive energy i have that's probably one of the big things is like just recognizing that someone else's someone else's denial of your joy doesn't negate your joy Mm Hmm. i still feel joy 
going to get ice cream with my dog, even if it made someone else yeah, not feel joy. Like, they can deny that that experience was joyful, but, like, I had joy about it. Exactly. Like, I I know my dog was fine. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to say sorry. They thought my dog wasn't fine. It's not my problem to let them know or to prove to them that my dog was fine. My dog was fine. If they want to believe that my dog was suffering, that sucks that they that they took that experience. But my dog was fine and I got this ice cream and like I had a really good day. Right. And ultimately, like I'm using that as such like a silly, tangible example. It's like in any of those kinds of situations, it is not my job to regulate someone else's emotions. Yes. In response to something that I'm doing. Exactly. Like, yes. So, someone else's someone else's feelings are not your responsibility no matter what the situation is. Right. No matter what the situation is, Correct. their reaction is not your responsibility. No. I can take responsibility for myself. Exactly. I can't take responsibility for how they decide to handle their feelings. Yes. And I know that. Yes. Like, I've heard that, but we've we've intellectualized that before. <laughs> I know oh, that. Oh, of course. Of course. Of, oh, yeah. I've said that before. And, like, I'm like, yeah, totally. And, like, really thought I was like, yeah, totally. But, like, in the moment, it's like, but it's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I... Truly, what I wanted to do was regulate their emotions for my benefit. Like, I wanted them to be calm because I I wanted them to know, like, no, I'm a good person. Like, yes. I wanted them to feel okay so that they could think I'm okay. Yes. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. If there's a possibility that you could think I'm bad and I do something to make you know that I'm good... Right. Then I've done what I needed to do to show you that I'm good. Right. And I am good because you think I am good. And I'm more good than I was before. Exactly. Exactly. Now more people in the world think that I'm good. It's like a it's like a game in more, my head. Yeah. More, more people are on board now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, I, it's like keeping... Truly, I picture it like this. Like, it's like keeping a mental tally. Like, how yeah. many people think I'm a good person? Because I want to yeah. keep the number of people who think I'm a bad person as low as humanly possible. It's definitely a lot to unpack. This is not like a one. This is not like a one night. Sure isn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's a wow. lot of like, it's a lot of grieving. And it's also, I think, a, I think a big thing is going to be a lot of self-forgiveness. Because there's going to be a lot of moments that come up when we're processing this in, like, privacy, where it's like, that was so stupid. Why did you think that? Why did you waste this much time? Why did you? Why did you? You're so, you're so. And having to, that phrase that you said when I was on my train trip that your therapist shared with you, Miranda, I can't tell you how often I think about that. You were doing the best that you could, or they, or whoever, Mm -hmm. you were doing the best you could with the information that you had at the time. And I think that is so important to when processing stuff like this because it's so easy because we because everyone else is good except for us right for Mm -hmm. you know for you whoever's listening yep um everyone else is good except for me so of course I can be mad and berate myself 
because I, why am I so stupid? Yep. But no, I was doing the best I could with the information and thoughts and feelings that I had at the time. Yep. Um, and I think that's going to be really, really important to keep in mind when processing this because you can't go back, right? You can't go back and change anything. And in all honesty, in all honesty, so, um, as I'm even sitting here, not that I'm like jazzed that I spent so long, not, not knowing myself and, and I don't even want to say not knowing myself, but like very, very actively avoiding knowing who I am, what I want and all of that. I'm not jazzed about that, that I'm now that I'm sitting here, Yeah. but also, you know, now I do know. And maybe, maybe if my circumstances had been different, maybe if I, maybe what if I did move to California and somehow fall into a job that I really, really did actually like, and I, you know, I was okay with, Mm -hmm. and I was making an okay amount of money how much longer maybe would I have coasted without coming to this realization? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. Does it suck to figure this out and to recognize, oh, wow, I've spent 33 years of my life, like, super actively not not truly trying to understand who I am, how I work, why I react yep. the way I do? Yeah, that kind of blows. But, like, yeah, I see it now. And now I can start making some, I can start implementing some changes and I can be more conscious of it even. And hey, I'm going to stumble sometimes and I'm going to, you know, react in a, in ways that I have before because they're more comfortable or whatever the situation is, but I'm conscious of it now and I wasn't before. And like, that's cool. Yeah. I think I know that if this happened to me, like this level of realization happened to me when I was really any younger, I was not stable enough to receive this information about myself. Like, I wasn't in a good a good place, uh, mental health-wise, physical health-wise, like any of it, to yeah. receive this amount of kind of upheaval. <laughs> Yeah. About my identity, kind of. Like, this is this is an identity shift to, like, learn to know and enjoy yeah. spending time with myself. Oh, um, yeah. It's a complete I, shift in consciousness. Yeah. And I wasn't... I wouldn't have received it if it happened to no. me earlier. I wouldn't have. No. So I, I can only just believe that all of that was in preparation for now. Apps. I'm so glad you said that because absolutely, um, I like kind of what we were talking about earlier with like the talk about self-esteem, um, and kind of, we've heard the words, we've heard the words, but like they feel different now. And I, I do believe that healing work is a process and when you're not ready for something, it just doesn't resonate at the time. So they're very well, like you can have, if you, if you had this, if you were trying to have this conversation with someone else that wasn't at a place where they were ready for this, they would maybe like, oh, I understand what you're saying. Oh, I'm so sorry you feel that way. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't hit or it wouldn't It doesn't integrate. It doesn't. Exactly. It doesn't get in. Like, I guarantee you, my therapist has addressed these things in me six years ago Mm, yes and i was just like yep sounds good love myself yeah got it (laughs) 
I got exactly. it. I'll check I it off. I got it. Yeah. Li- I love those myself. <laughs> m- uh, those mirror affirmations, I will do them. Look yes. at you. You look great. Yes. And, and guess what? I'm going to do them because I'm going to tell her I'm doing them because I want her to know I'm good yes. and I'm doing her homework. But Check I'm not doing out. it because I believe it. I'm doing it because I'm Of course not. I hate doing those. I look at the mirror <laughs> and I'm like, this is so goddamn uncomfortable. I don't want to tell myself I look nice because I don't actually think it. I don't want to tell myself I'm smart or capable because I actually don't believe any of those things. And I'm wildly uncomfortable giving myself a compliment. This is awful. Mm. I hate it. Giving myself a compliment, yes. please. I used to, I used to teach kindergartners for years how to do this for themselves. Oh, Miranda, yes, you did. For years, I taught them all kinds of affirmations, and they believed it. Their minds yeah. were so malleable and young. Yeah. They were convinced they were the smartest kids on the planet, and it did wonders for them and i for the life of me couldn't do it for myself but guess what you get to do that for yourself now and you got to teach all those kids that and they i'm not gonna cry they are gonna grow up without having to do this kind of work that you're doing right now you did that for them what someone else couldn't do for you that is the most beautiful compliment that I will attempt to receive. Because ultimately that's the goal, right? Like, yeah. We're all just walking each other home. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I wasn't ready for that one. But it's true. Yeah. Like, and like, what is what is home but like the place you you feel safe right like yeah where you feel most like yourself you know yeah and that's fuck i think ultimately like what we try to do for each other but like hopefully when people listen to this it's the same thing like yeah we're all just trying to be safe no one knows what we're doing here right we're all just trying to figure it out together Mm-mm. and like mm. oh that Miranda, was so I wish beautiful I, could give you a big hug right now. I know you're so far away <laughs> but that was so beautiful because that's all we're doing we're just yeah. trying yeah yeah and i, I have a <laughs> Our 75-year-old friend, my, Devin, my roommate, their best friend is a 75-year-old woman named Cookie, and she is the most beautiful soul in the world, and oh, I've had the privilege of getting Cookie. to know Cookie. I know, and Cookie says that to me all the time. We're all just walking each other home, and like, I get it. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> it's, it's one of those. That is the yeah. most beautiful metaphor. That was beautiful. I feel better. Yeah, I feel I feel the lightness. And it's really funny because we are, isn't it weird? Like, we are so far away, right? Like, you're in Kentucky. I am in yep. California. Um, but, like, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because where you are doesn't matter. Nope. It doesn't matter. 
I, I always thought that it did. For the longest time, I thought that I had to find the perfect place to be happy. I had to, I, it has to be the right, the right place to, I have to feel like I fit in here. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Well, damn, Miranda. What a fucking episode. This was amazing. <laughs> I'm so this happy. Was, and, and it's it's so... One thing I just want to say before we kind of tie up, like, I've i been stressing about what I was mm-hmm. going to talk about. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to talk about on tonight's episode. And I could have figured something out that kind of fit very, very neatly into the, the kind of like yeah, idea yeah. that you would pose. I can, I can talk about this like one specific situation and how I overcame it. Cause look at me, I overcame it. Now I'm sharing with the people, yeah. but like it would have been performative. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would have been like, just to check something else off the list. Oh, I'm a po- I'm doing a podcast and I want to talk about this specific thing. Cause I want people to know that like, I, I did my homework, and here is the story I'm going to share with people and enjoy. But, like, that's not that's not what I, I needed to talk about. That's not what needed to be shared. It's also like, not real. Here to help. It's exactly. Yes. 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 And, like, this, we made it, and, like, we set an intention for ourselves to yep. be vulnerable. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know what's more vulnerable than having an existential crisis on on a microphone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just so glad. I'm so glad that I allowed myself because that's something I it's kind of like writing because the same thing that you yeah. said earlier, I have been so actively avoiding any form of creative writing because I was afraid I wasn't going to get some kind of positive reinforcement. Yep. And same thing with the podcast. I'm like, well, at least if the, I don't know how many people listen or if anyone's listening, but like, at least if I have a succinct story to tell, I can check it off that I did a good thing on the podcast. Yeah. And it's like, but I'm just, and I, I don't know what I, other than maybe this shift that's happened in the last few weeks of kind of starting to break down. Yeah. And then we were able to have this like really, really organic conversation and connection. It feels... Because, honestly, th- this is cathartic for, for us. Um, it's yes. great that, you know, it, it resonates with somebody. But, ultimately, it feels um, so much less lonely... Yes. ...to be yes. able to say these things out loud... And it's not, this is a positive feedback loop. Yes. Like, this is the type of environment, the home that you create for yourself. Yeah. To be like, okay, these are like the scariest thoughts I have about myself and the way I live and the world and whatever it is. Um, And for someone to say... Yep, that makes sense. Um, all of a sudden, I stop feeling crazy. Yes, yes. And it feels very grounding. It's like, okay. Yes. This isn't just, like, floating in my brain. It's not like I'm yeah. s- 
I'm not so far gone that like I cannot work on myself because look at someone else here with me like doing the same work. Um, yes. And that's really encouraging. I mean, again, it's like I'm not the one exception. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Mhm. Because we do that to ourselves all the time. Yes. Yes. I'm the craziest person in the fucking world cuz I thought this. And I can't tell anyone, because if I tell anyone, then they'll know that then I'm it's the real. craziest one. Yes. And it's real. And it's real. Yes. Yep. Mm. I, I'm always, in my mind, the most broken. Like, I am mm. the most yes. broken. I, yes. I know other people can, can work on themselves and, like, start fixing these things, but, like, I'm cracked in a lot of places. Like. Yes. There's a lot of holes to fill, and, like... The cracks have cracks. I I don't have time to, like, do all this work. Um, yeah. But you do. And you make the time, and... When someone else is like, yep, I'm with you. We're doing the same stuff. All of a sudden, it feels smaller. Yeah, and more it's like, manageable. Oh. Yeah, oh, okay, well, that's gonna suck a little to work through, but, like, I can... But, like, t- truthfully, like, I see you, like, you're alive, you're living, you're, you're a person who's functioning every single day, and you're yeah. working through the same things as me? Yeah. And you're yeah. looking, you're out here looking like that? Like, okay, then me too. Like, I can do it <laughs> then. Yes. You know? Like, yeah. if, if I'm looking at someone who, I'm like, okay, they're, they're okay. Like, yeah. yeah. And we might not feel that way about ourselves. Exactly. But like, we're okay. Like, we're, we're okay. We are. And like, yeah, this is like a lot of hard work, but like, we're alive. We're alive. Yeah. And like, and as it. long as we're alive, like, it's the opportunity, I think. Yes. And it doesn't yeah, have to be anything it as special. As an opportunity. Ooh, yeah, yeah, looking yeah. at it as an opportunity rather than a sentence. Oh, yeah. Yep. This isn't a punishment. New. It was new, right? because that's how we were looking at it. We were looking at it, this thing I have to overcome, this thing, these thoughts that I need to, that I need to either bury as far as they can go or somehow eliminate with mind magic. It's like, no, it's. It's an, I can fix it. It's, uh, it's cool. I can get through this. Yep. This isn't something that's going to have to burden me my whole life. And I don't, I'm not stuck with forever and ever and ever in some way. That, that's a big, I wrote that down because I didn't realize how much that would connect with me. Like the idea that this work is, is a punishment for being, yeah. because inherently, ooh. If I'm, if I'm not bad inherently, this isn't a punishment. Right. It's, it is solely, back to the beginning, deconstructing learned behaviors. Yeah. That I've received from other people, other sources. I'm shedding what's not me. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. You're sh- yes. Mic drop. Okay. I wrote it down so I remember cuz I thank you. I'm certain that I'll forget.
<laughs> but I thank you. This was thank you. beautiful. Thank you, and also thank us for holding this space for each other. Um, because this is this has been a fucking journey, and as always, I'm just so 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 grateful to. Uh, grateful for everything like grateful for the the weirdness that brought us together the the length of time that we've known each other which Mm -hmm. still like blows my mind the fact that we can like you know there was a period where we drifted because like that's life and you know you were in california and i was in philly and we had grown-up lives that you know and come back together and drift and come back together and now where we are and it's just it's just wild and I'm so I feel so privileged to know you and this is just a wild ride that we're on together at the same time Um, I know and and I think that's what's yeah it's still so mind-blowing to me that like such different people can come to such similar conclusions about just truth and identity and who we are and it is just so encouraging so this made me so happy while also existentially confused i am still extremely thrilled we contain multitudes right yes um yes so multiple things multiple things can be true at the same time so this could be like a very cathartic thing this can be a very overwhelming thing this can yep and it's and all of the things are okay yep i love this for us thank you so much Uh, this is amazing thank you of course and with that respectfully There is no failing here. Bye. Bye. Bye.